0: This is WCNY's The Capitol Press Room, and we're joined in the studio by Assemblymember John Rivera, a Buffalo-area Democrat who's here to talk about regulating artificial intelligence, including a disclosure bill he sponsors. Welcome to the show, Assemblymember. Hi, right, thanks for having me. So why is artificial intelligence an issue that necessitates state regulations, broadly speaking? Sure,
1: I mean, I think... Uh... I think every level of government is going to have some interaction with it just like a, as much as I think every industry is going to have some interaction with it. I think that there's a space where in which if we want to you know, protect our certain uh, industries and if we want to protect certain economies and certain, frankly, jobs, we're going to have to chime in on this and and, and perform some sort of role where, where if nothing else, we're making the public more aware of – Uh, information that they're consuming information that's being produced for them and how that information is being produced so
0: when you think about the state's regulatory role is it primarily about ensuring transparency or are there other aspects of regulation that we need to think about
1: i think it's a i mean i think primarily in in the sort of beginning of what we're going to be seeing as sort of a a a big push around ai i think in the beginning it's going to be about transparency there's still so many unknowns and uh if you think about just the last few years, you know when we, when every everything was going on in this cryptocurrency sort of craze, a big thing that mm-hmm. government in general should have done or, or is doing now is that was an entire industry wherein which people could get in and out. There was no certainty where, uh, you know, value was sort of here today, gone tomorrow. At the end of the day, there's a lot of people that took a lot of losses because they got into something misinformed. They they were attracted by some sort of uh, glossy idea that something was going to be a silver bullet or something was going to make something easier for them. But in the end, uh, they were disappointed. I think with AI, we're seeing the ease of it. We're seeing the convenience of it. We're seeing the affordability of it. But what we're not seeing is the quality of the product that it produces in the end. We're not seeing you know, how it's getting from A to Z. And uh, until we have more clarity, until we can really wrap our arms around it, if nothing else, we have to let people know when the when, when the information that they're seeing or providing to their children, like, like what I'll talk about with this, is produced by AI. If nothing else, then they'll know that they have to be that much more aware of what, what they're consuming.
0: Well, yeah, let's talk about your legislation dealing with uh, publishers of books and the content they're putting out. What is the issue you're trying to tackle there?
1: Sure. So what we were able to find is that there was an entire industry uh, primarily on the digital side uh, especially using Amazon an entire industry of individuals that were teaching other individuals how to mass produce things like coloring books children's books children's novels material geared towards adolescents and and children and what was happening is you know an individual could be you know the, the pitch was well you know you you go into ChatGBT or you go into this sort of space and you can then dictate, well, I want to create a story that, that looks like this and sounds like this and has pictures that with you know dinosaurs, let's say, or, or something like that. And in the end, what was happening was the actual books that the children would then receive, uh, because there was no editorializing of it, because there was no quality control of it, because there was no eyes actually on it. What was happening is the actual literature that the children were reading on the on the actual copy side of it a lot of narratives didn't make sense uh, storylines weren 't linear uh, things were kind of all over the place and then on the image side on the picture side, deformed dinosaurs with multiple arms and legs or you know anatomy being weird of of different sort of creatures or landscapes being strange and and where it all comes down to is it's and the reason I sort of think about this so much around children, one, I have a five-year-old, but also, it's in those first few years of a child's life where they're developing the skills to determine, you know, a, a, a narrative and structure and story and things around right and wrong and and you know all, all sorts of thoughts. That it's the beginning years of their lives where they develop it, and if the information they're consuming is so you know, irrational or inconsistent or sporadic or nonsensical, then it, then it really affects development. So, you know, right now there, there's a process on, uh, by which on Amazon where you could just sort of create an a AI-generated coloring book, let's say, load it into Amazon, Amazon then prints it, binds it, packages it, sells it for you and the percentage you make uh, perhaps as, as a so-called author or a creator of this material isn't much but people are just churning these things out like nothing because it's just, it takes minutes to do these sort of things P- people have, have, have seen these things and it's, and it's a little disturbing to, to, to show children and uh, what happens if you're a parent and you're just looking for coloring books for your kids or children's novels or youth novels y- you don't know that the product you're purchasing wasn't created by a human being that Saw something and thought of something and created something with a story in mind, and had actual eyes on the product and saw it through uh, these things are being put out so haphazardly that that there's no quality to it, and there's no assurance that it's that it's legitimate literature that they're that they're absorbing so why is the
0: answer though to this issue not just parents make better choices. You know, go to the bookstore and actually go through a few pages and make sure it's not an avant-garde AI-created coloring book. Why does the state uh, need to get involved and require some disclosure, which may or may not mean anything
1: to uh, a parent? Right. I mean, at the end of the day, the, the idea here isn't to prohibit the production of materials. It's really to just make it so that parents are aware that the materials were created by AI. And it's true. Yeah. A person can walk into a store and, and thumb through some pages and, and see a book themselves. But in the era that we're living in with the, you know, practically non-existent, uh, small mom and pop bookstores, uh, that, that we have now and more and more being consumed online and digitally, uh, There's no... Often there's no way when you buy a digital book to see it completely anyways. So... Well, where do you draw the line though? Because if
0: I'm writing something, I have spell check, which is a very rudimentary form of artificial intelligence. Maybe if I have a drawing that I've created and I want to uh, expand it a little bit, I can use artificial intelligence to fill in gaps or even improve my own image. So, would those types of augmentations of uh, original work require uh, the disclosure? Would you? I mean, are there the
1: same concerns for those type of examples that I just gave? The bill lays out pretty specifically what's considered AI, and that's fair because AI can kind of mean different things in different spaces, right? So uh, the bill defines kind of what artificial intelligence is and what an artificial system is and discusses the kind of software so i mean the definition of what's ai isn't so much my concern uh at the end of the day uh, what this does is it it, it at least lets the notifies the individual at the point of purchase that the product that they're about to acquire was ai produced it doesn't mean uh, it's not a reflection of the quality of it it's not a reflection of the publisher or the author uh it, it it allow it's 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 merely an advisory to a parent to to show or a consumer I suppose not so not necessarily just a parent uh, that that the material was AI produced. Well, before we move on, let me reintroduce you for
0: listeners just joining us. This is the Capitol Press Room, and we're speaking with Assembly Member John Rivera, a Buffalo area Democrat. So we've been talking about the artificial intelligence disclosure needs, specifically as it pertains to uh, books. Are there other avenues where you think this type of disclosure is required? Should we be thinking about this type of disclosure on political ads or
1: TV shows or any you know in a newspaper for example? Well, I have colleagues that are putting up bills that are kind of touching a lot of those mm-hmm. things. One on political ads comes to mind, I forget who the sponsor is and one around newspapers. Uh you know, I think in the last few elections we've seen what social media has done we've seen how it could be manipulated uh this would just take it to another level where it wouldn't need any human interaction at all and uh information can just be disseminated with very little accountability so i do think that uh you know uh, ads that are that are produced by artificial intelligence if nothing else there should be a disclosure to say it I think that just as much as if I run a TV ad, it's paid for by John Rivera. I think that's me being accountable of it. That's me saying that I have agree with this product. Uh, and I think it should be the same way for, for political ads that are produced by artificial intelligence. Do you feel like the legislature,
0: broadly speaking, is prepared to wrap its head around all the different implications of artificial intelligence or would you like to see some sort of commission or task force convened by the legislature to really explore these issues to hear from experts before you know taking on these
1: topics in like a piecemeal fashion it's interesting it is going to come off a bit piecemeal right because in in and of its nature it affects so many industries you know if i am a uh, a speech writer, I can use it to to tighten up my wording. If I'm an author, I can use it to maybe extend uh, whatever it is I'm writing. If I'm researching, if I'm coming up with uh, models on how to you know deal with social justice issues. I mean, AI has an infinite amount of applications. So it can write legislation. It can write legislation, right? We saw it this year. So, it, it, of course, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be an approach from a lot of different directions because that's the nature of it and that's the vastness of it. You know, it's 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 interesting what the governor said earlier, and it's sort of true. It's it's the biggest technological advancement since the internet, in its potential. Mm-hmm. And uh you know, at the time, I'm not to say that when when the internet arrived or in whatever form it was in originally, it needed all sorts of constraints. But over time, we can see that. Yeah, there there are limitations that we have to put on things, if nothing else, for security and for safety, and for you know, minors using the internet or what the internet really could be used for in a in a you know dangerous or violent way. I, I just think it's it, it behooves us to look at it that way. Now, the, the that's not to me to tear down AI. There is there is an industry that's going to be that's going to come from it. There are jobs that are going to come from it. Uh, I, I frankly think in the next few years we're going to see a lot of unemployed people from ai more than we're we're going to see employed people but uh it's on us to be vigilant on 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 where our you know how technology is reducing our workforce and uh you know legislate to that Uh, On the
0: employment side, do you think uh, the state has the uh, ability to take a a nuanced approach in terms of putting its finger on the scale so that AI ends up being a a net job creator as
1: opposed to uh, a job loss engine? It's going to take us uh, being ahead of the game. I mean, when you're dealing with something like this where we're not talking about a physical product that has to be manufactured in a physical place Mm – you know, if we want to create a, an AI hub like the governor mentioned today it, it, it could be anywhere on the planet so what are we doing in New York to make that be our thing uh, it's going to require a lot of investment I think her approach around a- including uh, places of education you know, universities and colleges makes a lot of sense because as the industry is growing it only makes sense that we educate more people on the industry here in New York and it increases the, the likelihood that they stay here and that businesses come from that uh, yeah, so I, I think that there's a way that we can, we can be ahead of the game in it. It's gonna, we're going to have to move fast, though, is, is, is my thought. It's, this is evolving so quickly, and it, so many other regions are going to have that same idea. So many other countries are, are going to have that idea, and uh, we just have to be ahead of the game. Well, unfortunately, we're going to have to leave it there. Sure.
0: We've been speaking with Assemblymember John Rivera. He is a Buffalo-area Democrat. Assemblymember, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And for more Capital Press Room content, visit capitalpressroom.org or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. And if you listen to us from an Apple device, make sure to leave us a rating and a review so it helps other people find the show.
1: Join us again for Capital Press Room, a production of WCNY Connected, Syracuse.